right, so we'll do a little recap from, uh, from last session. After the events on the train, you have now arrived at a small village named Pooley Bridge in Cumbria, just north of Manchester. As you'll recall, there were, there were several American members of the Central Intelligence Agency on board uh, on a mission to transport a creature of otherworldly origins to Inverness, where it could be studied. At some point during the journey, the alien shapeshifter got loose, threw Hieronymus off the train, and took his place while all hell broke loose between the CIA, the Knights of Victoria, and other parties on the train, all looking to confiscate the alien organism. Once Charlie separated the rear of the train with a well-placed grenade, the search for the alien heated up with one of the CIA agents and one of the Germans losing their lives in the process. The two Afghani agents were neutralized, injured, but alive, and the alien was killed in the process by a well-placed shot from Henry. Once you all were able to get the remaining passengers wrangled, you were able to contact the Athenium and were given orders to round up the members of the CIA and the other surviving counter-agents, contact the local authorities in Pooley Bridge and take them into custody and wait in the village for transport to arrive to return them to London for processing and to push you forward uh, to your original case in Inverness. Now the body of the alien must be stored as well and you've been put in contact with the local butcher shop to put the creature on ice until it can be brought in. In the meantime, you'll need to find somewhere to stay for at least the next two days. And the local sheriff has recommended a quaint little inn called the Elder Court Inn. And it has a bar attached by the name of the Hollow Leg Tavern. And seems like a good place to shack up, at least for the time being. Um, so you've been able to kind of round up everybody on the train that needed to be rounded up and brought them to the local sheriff's office. And they are overwhelmed with the sheer amount of individuals that you're bringing in because you've got at least, I think, four CIA agents uh, that you've been asked to wrangle, as well as the two Afghani and the German uh, as well. So there's probably seven uh, individuals that are going to have to share probably two cells. <laughs> Um, but they're doing their best there at the sheriff's department to accommodate you, knowing that you know you work for the British government, um, and uh, they're being cordial uh, and and attempting to do their best for you in the time uh, in the time being. So it's fairly late um, in the late afternoon, early evening. Uh, at this point uh, so I'll kind of leave it to you guys to decide what you want to do uh, while you're waiting for transport uh, which it will probably be at least a day or more by the time you have to fill out all the paperwork and everything for what happened on the train and then get moving again so you've got at least a day or so here in Pooley Bridge <laughs> what time is it? What time of day? We're going to say probably around 
5 p.m. Uh, early evening, uh, late afternoon. Plenty of time to go shack up somewhere. <laughs> yes. Drink, drink first. We need drink first, Andy. Oh, oh, oh that's right. <laughs> yeah, we should probably probably hit the hollow leg, right? So. Like the place to go. Let's, let's head there. <laughs> uh, the hollow leg is a uh, fairly small stone building that is attached uh, to the Elder Court Inn. Um, But you can't really get from the tavern into the inn. Uh, It looks like it's just a shared uh, shared wall there, but only the employees of both of those uh, places actually can traverse in between. Um, The interior of the inn is... uh, dressed in stone for the most part, uh, with view tapestries hanging on the walls. Um, it's fairly nice, um, but has obviously been here for several generations, uh, probably dating back probably to the 1600s from the look of the building itself. Uh, there's a large hearth and fireplace uh, that has a fire uh, in it right now, warming uh, the uh, the tavern, and there's a few individuals that have wandered in after after their day at work and uh, are sitting down to have a beer before dinner. Uh, they do serve food here uh, as well, so if you uh, want to partake in in a early dinner, you certainly can do so as well. Most of the folks that are coming in uh, all seem to be um, humble farmers. Um, and maybe perhaps some uh, uh, coal miners uh, from the look of it. Um, And they're all just kind of just now coming in after a hard day of work. Uh, There's a short, stocky man behind the the bar that looks to be maybe in his uh, mid-70s or so. Uh, Short, stocky, uh, grayish hair. Uh, and mutton chops. And he takes note of you as you come in. Uh, just kind of gives a little uh, recognition as you arrive, but doesn't say anything. Drinks, everybody? Oh, absolutely, Mike. <clears throat> um, could, I, could, could I ask him what the specialty of the house is? Uh, in terms of drinks and food, what uh, what do you specialize in here? Is there anything that we must try here while we're here? Well, we've got about uh, six different types of whiskey. Uh, which, which kind are those? You're going to make me come up with some names, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really matter. He doesn't have teeth anyway, to, so you can... <laughs> likes lists from the you know days of midgard we we still like those lists. <laughs> yeah, make sure uh, these are well, easy to pronounce sure yeah we have uh one called a drum drum shadow 
Mm. Uh, another one called Writer's Tears. Uh, Dunhills. Uh, Passport Scotch. Uh, and one that we've imported from the uh, from the Far East called uh, Akashi. Oh, now you're just making things up. <laughs> Akashi, okay. And which is the most aged of those? Uh, that would be the Dunhill. Hmm. What would you all? You, are you having? You, Henry, what are you all having? Whiskey? Or are you having something else? Oh, I'm just gonna have a beer, mate. Oh, I'll have whiskey. Whiskey always. Yeah, same for me. The Dunhill sounds good. Yeah, uh, I think we'll have that's three Dunhills uh, more. Absolutely. Writer's tears for me. Writer's tears. Uh, three Dunhills and a writer's teal and an ale. And uh, what else? What are you having, robot? Uh, not a robot, but nothing. Uh, do, you have, um, do you have any oil for the? No, mechanism? I don't. I don't need any oil. No. Okay. No, I'm good. And uh, thirty. What's our Australian friend having? Oh yeah, I was just gonna have a beer. Oh, you're having the ale. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but I don't want to feel left out. Uh, you could just pick one of your random scotches and uh, or whiskeys and pour it in the beer, and I'll have that. Could you put a little dream shadow in the ale for him? Oh, yeah, that sounds great. Okay, okay. Certainly. And you were asking about uh, the, the meal tonight. We've got a rack of lamb uh, mm -hmm. and uh, ribs. Uh, what, what would you all prefer? Oh, I think a rack of lamb sounds great. Yeah, what, what animal are the ribs from? Uh, they, they're, they are from a cow. I'll have the lamb as well. Uh, everyone else? Yeah. Lamb? 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 Charlie? Yeah. Char what are you having lamb, Charlie? <laughs> Charlie? Uh, <laughs> what are the sides with us? I like, yeah, you have chips? We, well, we've got potatoes. That's that's about all we've got. Oh, uh, can we just get a, do you serve it home style or by the plates? I buy the plate, sir. Yeah, uh, um, uh, yeah, we'd like the potatoes, and, and I'll, have the, I'll have the lamb too. I, I, I hadn't ordered yet. Please <laughs> give us about fifteen minutes or so. Okay, thank you very much. And he heads back to the kitchen. Now I don't want to seem antisocial, but uh, based on how our last few. Uh, run-ins with strangers have gone. Maybe we just keep to ourselves in here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's entirely up to y'all. You, you hear like, that, Henry? Yeah, I feel like maybe uh, we just leave everyone alone. Does the guy who last time we were in a bar ended up with, like, pee all over him or something, <laughs> if I recall? Well, yeah, mate, but, I mean, it's a bar. Stuff happens. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, like, seek out to get wet that night, but... It happens. You were having a conversation with somebody. <laughs> anyway, um, this is a strange country, mate. <laughs> anyone, anybody that can notice things better than me, want to look around and just see if anything's, uh, you know, just take a look around a little bit. Yeah, I'll, I'll a notice. 
Yeah, yeah so he we, notices is can low. Take, can we just take a look around and sure. just you know, kind of, you know, we're, we're looking at the tapestries. We're kind of seeing, appreciating the tapestries, but we're really checking out the whole thing just to make sure everything, mm -hmm. everything looks okay here. All right, so Maple got a uh, got a seven there. <laughs> hey, the farts are back. Hey, how about that? Yes. But I'm not seeing the roll though. I rolled a no? six. No. Uh. -uh. No, I'm I'm seeing him. Uh, yeah. Great. So I guess I'm going to freeze it up again. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I had it on a pop-out, and it's not appearing on the pop-out. All right, but I, I see him now. Okay, so Bindi got a six. Father Maffle got a seven. All right, so Bindigo, you were the one that said uh, maybe we ought to just kind of keep to ourselves and so forth, and uh, uh, as as your all's conversation kind of lulls after Henry, you know, mentions maybe, you know, we should just kind of just take a look around you kind of wander uh off audibly <laughs> from the others and you, you and uh father mapple both hear a conversation from uh, a couple of the old uh farmers there that are at a table uh just just right next to you guys they're kind of having just a little bit of a discussion over their beers and one of them says uh to the other if my little bastard lost another herd of sheep last night. Oh, not again. What was this? The third time he's lost a herd? Fourth, actually. Same scene. Well, you got that right. I heard the beast got a shepherd, too. Oh, not Mitzi. Aye, oh, poor thing. Oh, she was a good dog, that Mitzi. That she was. Old Mitzi must have been out chasing after the sheep, and that old beast must have gotten a drop on her. Laid waste to the whole herd. Sounds like it got about a dozen or so. Why is old Milo keeping the sheep out so late? He knows he should should have brought him in before dark. Well, you know, ever since the sun passed, he's been tending to both fields. He's spread too thin. That beast gets around, but he's got to be holed up somewhere in the hills around Milo's place, don't you think? He's been hit too many times for this to be a coincidence. Hey, he may be right. Whatever that thing is, somebody's got to figure out a way to send it back to the hell it came from. <laughs> I won't be me, though. I ain't taking any chances. People say it's about the size of a lion now, maybe bigger. You'd have to be daft to approach something that size. Uh, what do you say? Raise a glass to old Mitzi? To Mitzi? Nay. Share a drink there to the, uh, to the fallen shepherd. Father Mapple, did you hear all that? Hey, that, uh... Sounds like there's some sort of... Some sort of demon. Some sort of... Evil around. Yeah, and they said you'd have to be daft to go after it. It sounds like just the type of thing we'd do. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Let's tell the others. Geez. Or should we... Should we keep it to ourselves? Or? 
I mean, like you and I me mean, just you know, kind of like freelance it, like on the yeah, side. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of a rough train ride. I mean, I'm not totally against yeah. it. I wouldn't hate a day off right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about doing good, but I don't know that we need to involve everybody. I mean, Henry, I love the man, but I mean, he got shot. Yeah, he could, he could stand a day or two to I can hear you. recuperate. I can hear you. <laughs> and I'll hear you. Uh, oh, Just sorry. because I'm older. Everybody does this to us old people. They push us aside. Sorry. We're not here. Assumed you'd, I assumed you'd fall asleep. <laughs> what? <laughs> exactly. Anyway, anyway, as as Bendigo and I were, were just talking about, the, the, the two two old timers over there seems like there's something um, terrorizing, you know, eating sheep and, and shepherds. Uh, sounds kind of mysterious. Sounds like just the kind of project that we were put together to to go and figure out. I feel like we might be honor bound to take a look. Yeah. Plus, they said they need daft people, and we're a pretty daft group. Brave and daft and smart, right? Daft again? You know what daft means, Benigo? <laughs> I mean, it's like handsome, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm not like the daftest person in the group, but I don't think I'm absolutely the ugliest you've ever You're seen. You're daft. Well, well thanks, mate. Well, thanks. That means a lot. Well, do you reckon that maybe we could have a drink or, or at least take a bite to food before we go over there and uh, offer <laughs> our services? Yeah, let's, you know, let, let's let's keep an eye on them and, and we'll, we'll chat them up before they take off. Yeah, yeah. But not until we've, you know, had a couple and a bite to eat. The first right. round of drinks have, have already come out, and uh, uh, food arrives shortly after. Uh, so you guys can sit there and enjoy a meal uh, after a very long and trying trip. Um, and those two guys just kind of, they, they have their meal as well, and they order more drinks uh, after the meal is done. And they seem to kind of be, you know, fellas that just kind of hang out here uh, until it's pretty much time to go home. So they doesn't look like they're going anywhere. And their <clears throat> conversation lulls from one subject to another. They really don't come back to uh, uh, the issue with uh, with whatever this beast was. They're just kind of talking about their day at work and other people around town and so on and so forth. So just uh, regular everyday conversations. But that was the one thing that really kind of caught your ear. Well, I suppose we should uh, find out, if we're going to do this, I suppose we should find out where the beast was last seen. Right. Who'd like to go over there and start up the conversation? I did the last one. I could do this one too, if you'd like. I don't know. You are a good front man. Thanks. Your persuasion is much, much better than mine. I'm good at persuasion as well. Or is that intimidation? Either That's way. neither. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not cosmic words either. I don't know, Moira, Charlie, you want to go over there and have a conversation with them? It might warm up to, to a friendlier face. As yeah. daft as 
as Indigo is. Oh, lay off it, mate. You're making me blush. I'll go right there with him, I guess. Charlie, are you coming? <laughs> I think you'll do fine. You sound like a local, more so than I do, anyway. Right. We buy him some drinks and take him over there. Good strategy. Oh, good idea. You're not trying to shack up with them. You're just trying to get some information. They want us to kill the monster. They're looking for this thing. Yeah, but they may not trust us, so, you know. Good point. Especially with the robot in the group. Not a robot. Do we buy him a couple of drinks? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Buy him a couple drinks sure. and take him up to there. Yeah. Get your two little glasses of whiskey and you can head on over. Can I suggest that we not buy the most expensive one for them? <laughs> Why not? Yeah, the, the passport sounded like the cheapest option. I, I think that's a good idea. Jeez. All right. <laughs> right. We have to fill out all the budget paperwork when we get back. <laughs> Save the receipt. Save your receipt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put another mark on the tally stick. We're gonna, we're gonna find <laughs> off. We, we're gonna find out we can't write off alcohol either. And we'll screw yeah, I usually can't. That's I know. Probably the same. Oh. All right, Mora. Let's go yeah. make some friends. All right. Need to the bar, man. That we need separate invoices for the alcohol and. The- <laughs> I'd like to send two sprites over to the gentleman at the next table. <laughs> you can throw a little grenadine in there. I don't think. It... <laughs> yeah, a couple grenadine. Shirley Temples for the old timers. I don't win him over. Went over the little. <laughs> Gets him every time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So seltzer water and grenadine. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> right. And a, and a plate of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Boiled, not fried, nothing fancy. <laughs> Look, if they need buttering up, I'll give them a bar of soap. <laughs> that worked out really well last time. It did. <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> Let's go. All right, okay. so you go over with your drinks. Yep. Drink. Good day, gentlemen. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. You go. Good day, gentlemen. Uh, we weren't really uh, listening to your conversation, but we happened to overhear that uh, one of uh, you got a friend or a mate that lost some sheep and a shepherd to some sort of an awful beast, right? That's right. Uh, you look, my little Baxter. He's a mate of ours. Yeah. Well, our hearts go out to you and your friend. And uh, if you're looking for somebody to do a bit of exploratory research and possibly try to trap the beast or uh, take him out, well, me and my merry band of fellows and ladies here might be of some sort of service if you'd be interested in chatting. Uh, uh, yeah, I suppose so. Uh, you're not from around here. It's a strange accent you got there. Oh, thanks, mate. Nah, I'm from down under. So my what? family was originally from around here. I mean, they're from Britain. But, uh, you know how it is. Ship moth to a penal colony and carve out a new way of life, and, and now I'm back. <laughs> this guy's but a it, character, isn't he? Well, we bought <laughs> you guys a couple of drinks just to show that we, we're coming here as friends and uh, hoping to help out. 
Oh, and we got a plate of potatoes too, if you're hungry. But what brings you to town? Moira? We're on our way to Inverness and our train got derailed. So we're staying uh, days over. Yeah, I heard about that. <clears throat> so you were you was on the train, eh? Oh yeah. It was a mess. That looked like it lost about half of it on its way through. Uh, usually it stops, but it just kept on going. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> so what happened out there? Oh, it was a... That's a long story for another night. <clears throat> Basically, uh... Things got out of hand. There was foreigners on the train. Oh, and damn foreigners. And Americans. Ugh. <laughs> Americans. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, we can just leave it at that. Well, that, that you don't have to say anything more. Uh, I understand. So, you want to help us with the situation that we've got here in town, eh? Are you yeah. really that stupid? Stupid? No, mate. I'm daft. <laughs> oh, you well know. then. All right. <laughs> I, mean, I heard you say that you need somebody daft to go after it. Well, I That's... reckon that that pretty much sums us up. Well, then, sounds like we could probably set you on your way, then. <laughs> well, that'd be fantastic. <clears throat> and we're not looking for doing this for payment or anything. We feel like this is just something that we uh, we need to do out of the kindness of our hearts. I mean, if you wanted to pay us, we wouldn't say no. But, uh, no. I mean, you heard about the train. Well, the jail's currently full. And I don't want to brag, but it's kind of because of the likes of us. So I reckon we could take on this beast. They kind of look at each other just a little bit confused and look back at you. Look over your shoulder at the table of the other folks there. And they're like, all right. So what do you want to know? What what, uh, what can we tell you that'll help you? Everything. Where'd you last see it? Where do you think we might be able to find it? Uh, what's it look like? What's it smell like? What's it sound like? What's it eat? Oh. tracks anything that you could have that could help us track it down figure out what we're dealing with so we could take it out or capture it or tame it or do something with it well, I myself haven't actually seen it in person uh, face to face should we say but I think Caleb here uh, saw it a while back didn't you oh that's right I did um this thing's been coming around for the past three seasons or so, um, and I saw it at, towards the end of the first season. Uh, off in the distance, didn't get a really good look at it, but if I had to guess, at least compared to the sheep that I saw, it seemed to be about the size of a bobcat. Now, rumor has it now, the thing's about the size of a lion. Now, I believe it when I see it, but you know how tall tales go. I'm sure it's grown a bit, but I can imagine something around these parts would grow to be that large and uh, we wouldn't have seen more of it. But I will say that we've been losing a lot more of the uh, of the livestock, both sheep and cattle. <clears throat> right. Originally, we thought it was foxes or wolves, perhaps, but uh, wolves are certainly not common around here. Now, foxes uh, are a common nuisance, without a doubt. Uh, but uh, but wolves, not so much. 
But whatever this thing is, uh, someone saw it, um, like I said, towards the end of the first season. I saw it towards the end of the first season. It seemed to be a black-furred uh, creature of some sort. And to my eye, I believed it to be some sort of cat, uh, like a bobcat or something like that. Uh, right. Bloody but cats. Has a tendency to do most of its hunting uh, towards the dusk and into the late evening, which is why all of the farmers around here know better after the first season and into the second, we all bring all of the cattle and the sheep in uh, before dark anymore. We don't leave them out. Smart. <clears throat> so, your friend Milo, though, not so fortunate? Well, uh, he, his, he lost his son a um, couple of seasons back before all of this started. And um, he has a daughter-in-law and a, and a granddaughter and they're doing their best to run the farm, but they, they need his help. So he's essentially carrying the load of, of two farms at this point and at his age, it's just a little bit too much to handle. And that's uh, been to his detriment because uh, he's certainly taken the biggest hit from this creature and its, and its hunting grounds. And he seems to be, both of his farms seem to be kind of right in the middle of the hot zone where this thing has been coming out and attacking the, the animals. I'd say he's lost probably 30 sheep in the last three months. But he's certainly not alone. It's 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 gotten all of us at one point or another. And are all your farms like next to each other? So it has sort of a yeah. We're all scattered out. It's it's a it's a small town but a large countryside, and right. we we all own bits and pieces of the countryside, and all of our farms overlap and share pastures right. and so forth. So um, it, we just have to be vigilant and bring in the sheep and the and the cattle early enough in the evening so this thing doesn't get out of them. But it's been changing its patterns. Uh, knowing that we bring in the animals earlier, it's starting to, to hunt earlier every night. Right. Has anybody tried to trap it? Yes, there's been traps laid out, but uh, they've either been ignored or destroyed. Mm, right. It's a smart animal. And where can we find this Milo character? Now, Milo's uh, farm uh, is on the outskirts of Pooley Bridge in a little area called Houghton. Moira? Well, I think we should maybe take a trip out there and talk to him. Go now. <laughs> Perfect. Maybe after we finish our whiskey. Right. Go. Anything else you think we need to know? That's about all we know of it. It's awful nice of you to offer, especially just passing through town. It's not oh, often we meet a good Samaritan. Oh, well, thanks, mate. We got a little bit of time to kill, and I mean, what better way to fill the day than hunt some sort of a wild animal that might be kind of dangerous? You only live once, right? <clears throat> well, the thing certainly has everyone up in arms, and everyone's a little bit too scared to go after it after all of the stories. But. Well. 
it may just be a big fish story. Well, that's what we can hope for. And if it's not, well, we got a robot that we wander around with, so uh, maybe we could throw him at it and see if that helps. I turn around and wave at, at Ronnie. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Right. Shall we finish our drinks, Moira, and head out? I think that's a great, great idea. Right. Sorry. I, I, did you? Is there anything you wanted to ask? Oh, that was perfect. Right. <laughs> Good job. Go back to the table. Right. Uh, there's a bloke named Milo we need to go talk to. It's some sort of a big cat, and it's black, and it eats sheep and cattle, and it ate a dog. Did you say so, sheep? Sheep. Yeah. Like what we just ate. So it's basically like us, but wilder. Maybe it's one of us. <sighs> Not again. Moira <laughs> is the monster. Shut up. <laughs> weren't even there. That was the fake you. Well, yeah, but I, you still told me about it. <laughs> so are you guys all in? Yeah. I it's... suppose. Let's do right. it. Right. Sounds like fun. Okay. So right, well, you guys can. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was say, is Milo's within walking distance, or yeah, to... yeah, uh, it is. Most everything is within walking distance uh, here within within the uh, the village for sure. Uh, now his is on the outskirts, so you probably got about a 15 minute walk ahead. But uh, the two fellows at the other table can uh, give you directions on how to get there. Um, at this point, it's probably around seven, seven thirty. Uh, so after dinner, uh, at this point, for uh, for most everybody around, um, the uh, sun uh, has just uh, gotten to the point of almost uh, com completely setting at this point. So it's getting a little dark out, but there's still enough light to see uh, to get where you need to go. Uh, but eventually you come upon uh, the little farm in Houghton uh, that the two gentlemen kind of described to you. Um, and it's a quaint little farmhouse. Again, a, a stone-built building that looks uh, like it's probably got some age to it, maybe about 100 or, or more years. Uh, again, been passed down through the, through the generations of, uh, of the farming family. And um, you see uh, there's kind of like a, a barn area uh, and some stables and then the house proper. And in between there, there's a little fire uh, that's burning and uh, a gentleman uh, that's just uh, kind of sitting there sifting through uh, the kindling. Just kind of looking, looking at the fire, and looks to be uh, a little downtrodden. <clears throat> um, excuse me, sir. Or uh, sorry to startle you. Um, are you Milo? Oh, yes, yes, I am. We um, we we were we've just come from the tavern, and um, we just spoke to a couple of your neighbors that said you were having some trouble with um, something getting at your sheep uh, and and shepherd. 
We, yes, we yes. thought we might be able to help you out. You've come to help me? Uh, to try, yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's very kind. You're, you're, you're not from around here, no. I don't recognize you. No, we're, we're, um, we're, we're sort of pulled up in town from the train. That The train's having troubles, so we're here for a night or two. Well, that's very kind of you. Uh, please come sit by the fire with me. I'm happy to have you as my guests. <clears throat> there are quite, quite a few of us here, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make room. Yeah. And he uh, dusts off a, a couple of uh, logs, rolls a couple of them out there for, uh, for you guys and, uh, and offers you, you know, a seat by the fire. So what, what brings you to town? You said that you were on the train and, and just spending the night here. Yeah, well, we're traveling to Inverness. Um, but again, we're, we're sort of staying here while they get the train repaired and, and ready, ready to go underway again. And, and you came from the tavern, from the, from the hollow leg? Yes. So what what did you, what did you hear? Uh, some sort of black furry creature, um, you know, killing sheep and, and shepherds, and sort of giving giving you farmers trouble for the past few seasons. Uh, yeah, that's true. We, most of us have come to call it the Beast of Cumbria. Leaps from the shadows and tears into our livestock. <clears throat> we don't know where it came from, and it's it's only been around for the last few seasons, maybe the last two years or so. Um, I uh, I lost my son. Yeah, uh, your your neighbors mentioned that about two years ago, and I've been struggling a bit to try to keep his farm going and mine as well, and take care of his wife and child. And unfortunately, I believe it's just become all too much for me to, to handle both, but somehow I've got to make ends meet. And it's my own carelessness. I've, I've, I've lost so many of the, of the sheep. I just don't know how to... <clears throat> How to keep it running. Well, um, is there anything you could tell us about the creature that, that might help us find it and, and take care of it for you? My two farms, my, my son's and, and my farm are somewhat, when we're talking about the shepherding community here uh, in Houghton and then in Pooley Bridge. Houghton is, is pretty much the center of the, of the, of the sheep herding here. Uh, and my farm, my son's farm, are smack dab in the, in the center of it. And it's separated by a, a large wooded area. And this thing I know has to be coming from there because it usually always attacks from the tree line. Is it, um, have, have you, you ever gotten a good look at it? Can you tell us more about 
we really only know that it kind of looks like a big black cat or, or something like that. Last night I saw it when it when it took Mitzi. Whatever this thing is, it's not a bobcat. It's not from around here. I have heard tales of folks that have gone to India and, and they speak of the of the tigers there. And they talk of how big those things are. It, it has to be at least nine or ten feet long. Uh, and it's got a huge snout on it, uh, like nothing I've seen before. Uh, and we simply don't have cats like that around here. Maybe <clears throat> maybe a bobcat here or there, but they're very rare, and nothing that would get that large. So I, I... It is some sort of beast, yes, and something that I can't explain. But it has black fur. Uh, of that, I have no doubt. All right. Well, uh, could could you, you point us in the direction of of this of that strip of woods that you yeah. suspected lives? I yeah. Uh, come with me. It takes just a couple of steps out uh, of the little kind of cubby that he's kind of got there in between the stables and the barn and, and walks you out. And he's got three fields uh, in this area that are all kind of walled off by uh, by short stone walls. Um, and he kind of points off in the distance and in the moonlight you can cut, you can see kind of the tree line that he's pointing towards, which is off to uh, the east uh, of the stables. Uh that area there's where the tree line begins and that travels back for probably about two to three miles it separates us from some of the other farms on the other side um, and that is where the creature has jumped uh, on at least two or three occasions uh, to attack my flock <clears throat> well I, I imagine that's where we should start it has been known uh, if I have one that's, that's young or injured um, usually the cries of, of the sheep are usually what draws its attention what, what exactly does that sound like the, the cry of the sheep yes uh, I'm, I'm not much of an impersonator madam give us your best guess it would really help. It would really help us, mate. Yeah, maybe we could impersonate it to draw the creature out. Well, I, I suppose I, I'll do my best, but uh, I believe it, it sounds something like. <laughs> you do that a little louder. For some reason, my mechanic is not picking up on that sound. Yeah, my, our mechanical friend does does have trouble hearing sometimes. Well, he got sh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I think I think we've got it. Yeah, Henry. Yes. Do you think you could make that sound? I think I could. 
But I think it might even be better if we all make that sound. <laughs> right, but he said an injured sheep. You're the only one we've got that's injured. So yeah. if we were going to bait it. Much better now. I, I, I do think that if we all make that sound, it will think it's a herd of sheep and we'll be more likely to come. You see, six of us injured. I like it. Shall we all try? And let's, can you, uh, dear Sir Milo, <coughs> correct that we make? You ready? Oh, you, you want me? Wait, 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 wait. Let's all do it at the same time. Three. On three. Three. Four. On, on, on wait, wait. Four. Are we going to do it on three or are we going to say three? <laughs> From three. Do it. We'll start with one and on three. Okay. One, okay. Two. Three. <laughs> I'm about ready to shoot ourselves. <laughs> Mate. Milo, Milo uh, does that, do you think that would be effective? Worrying the creature. <laughs> Chris is crying. You made him cry. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will have to say, as, as a commentary here, um, I don't think any of us made the same faces. <laughs> never even. It really is. It's all about the commitment of the face. You really have to. <laughs> it is. You gotta go all in. Let's try again. Let's try again. Let's get a little closer to the camera. Like Chris, we're going to try to get the physical posture correct as well. Everybody ready? On the three. <clears throat> One, two, three. Milo. Is that better, you think? Have you all been drinking before you came here? <laughs> just, just a little bit. We're, a little bit. It was a good we're fine for this. Um, Milo, do you, have, do you have to have a, a sheep skin that maybe we could borrow just, you know, to carry with us or drape over our shoulders? Or uh, yeah, I'm sure or, I or, could probably find it. Fashion a crude Milo, let, me, let me ask this. Would you mind if we buy one of your sheep. Like an expendable one. Yes. Um, well. Is there one you don't like? Fortunately, I seem to be a bit short. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, you're willing to purchase one of my sheep? Yes. Uh, how, how, how much? How much would you sell your sheep for Full at market. Mar market price. What's the going rate? Hieronymus, if you want to buy the sheep, it's okay, but you're going to have to walk it and take care of it. And feed it. And as soon as you stop doing that, we're taking it back. It's going to die. Uh, well, the, the good news is I'm not going to have to walk it that far. <laughs> it's a one-way street. <laughs> um... I suppose I could let one go for about five pounds. 
five pounds it is. It's not a very big sheep. So we don't need a big sheep. <laughs> it's not a five pound sheep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my mistake. Okay, we have a sheep. Thank you, sir. Henry, kill the sheep. You're gonna kill it right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why would? Why don't we? No, let's let the the thing kill it or try to. Well, we've got to enter it to enter it. I'm not entering it. (laughs) Wait, you're willing to shoot a man? (laughs) I'm not entering a sheep. That might be something. It gets lonely in the highlands. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we have a sheep. You say enter or enter? Enter. One of them. Enter. Ninja. Honestly, the action of one might result in the other. Oh. <laughs> uh, might cause the sheep to produce that noise. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Was that Milo with the sheep? <laughs> Henry was on a boat, so. <laughs> Not the first time, I bet. Right, Milo, has it ever tried to attack you or another person? <clears throat> Every instance that I've been aware of, um, the the shepherd himself has been far enough from the herd. Right. Um, and typically, we usually only come across the carcasses. So, no, it, it does not seem to... It. I don't know if it's afraid of humans or, or whatever the case may be, but no, very rarely uh, are we close enough to ever catch even a glimpse of it. It just so happened I heard the dog... Uh, barking and I came running uh, and that's when I saw it uh, take poor Mitzi. Right, thanks, mate. It reminds me of a time I was in Burma and there was a rabid black panther on the loose that was attacking. <laughs> Story for another time. Story for another time. <laughs> well, shall we head Is to there... the woods? Yeah, does this sheep have a name? Just so we know. You don't want to well, name we a sheep. We don't need to get that attached. Okay. <laughs> His name is Lambo. Wait, is Peter? Is Peter with us? I don't think he is. All right, Lambo. Um, that's up to you. I mean, if you, we, if we you want to work here. Peter, like... Oh, he is. I see him. Well, I, 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 he's on the map in case you want him. Uh, as is Blinky and uh, your. Uh, uh, Those are sidekicks up there. ADS for Charlie. It still I says mean, the game is paused for me. No fucking ass. There you are. It says the same thing for me, too. Like, geez, Sorry. I just tried to. Oh. <laughs> I'm just pissed at myself because I keep forgetting that. <laughs> I see birds. Are those birds or bats? Birds. What's the ADS? Uh, that's your uh, uh, little... Drone. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't come up with it. It's your little your thing. Uh, <laughs> my aeronautical uh, delivery system. So shall we put the? We don't take up positions. Should we put the sheep outside? Take up positions around the sheep. But why would it come to this sheep? Well, it's going to be injured. Are we going to injure it? Well, we're going to make you the are. noises. But we're going to make. <clears throat> And we're going to put the sheep out there. Yeah, look, 
I mean, we can injure it, but guys, if we're able to capture the beast to stop it before it can get to it, we could probably return the sheep and get at least half our money back. <laughs> he seems like I a reasonable bloke. Gently used. Well, yeah, I mean, it's more like we borrowed it or, like, rented it. I'm just saying, I'm putting it out there. If not, we eat it. <clears throat> yeah, we could, you know, we could just place it near the the tree line and just kind of lie in wait and see what happens. Let's do that. Okay. <laughs> where where should we lie in wait? Are there what do we have here? Do we have uh do we have a couple houses? Is, are these the houses? Are these occupied? What, what's our situation? Our... Yeah, where you guys are located there on the map that's uh Milo's farm uh and in this area right in here, that's the uh, the stables. This is his home. And then back off in this area up here would have been the barn. Well, should we put the sheep like on a stake, like in the middle there, you know, like they do? Put a little thing around his neck. Here you go. I'll, I'll give you a little something there to there in the middle. mess around with. Right here, that, that there's your sheep. So you just tell me where you want them, and I'll drag them over there for you. Uh, right, yeah. Let's uh, let's tie them out in the middle. Yeah, they are uh, yeah. close to the tree line, but not yeah, so like close. Yeah, Snatch it. Idea, yeah. And then yeah. let's take up position. What, where's the best place to take up position? Is it in <clears throat> or is it somewhere else? You want to bring them about here? Is that what I saw? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And maybe we could kind of position ourselves around. Maybe a little bit behind the fence here, just in case. Yeah, this area right in here, I don't know if you can see where I'm at right here. This uh, this whole little area there yeah. is kind of a short bush line. Uh, there's a little entryway right in here, uh, but there's a little pasture in this area. This area up here is completely surrounded by a small um, stone wall and then another stone wall that runs this way for two separate pastures here. This is the area up here that he was talking about where the tree line kind of begins and then goes off uh, for several miles back uh, that separates his farm from the others. Well, let's put the sheep there in that little clearing right next to the woods and let's take up positions. Put the sheep up in here. No, wherever the tree line is, like mm -hmm. right yeah, right there. Yeah. Okay. Wherever he saw him last. Mm -hmm. okay. Or we could we could put it just on that side of the low stone fence and we can crouch behind it. Yeah, let's do that. That's a good idea. Are you going to tie it up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just so it doesn't wander off. So just more in this area right here then. Yeah, and then we're all going to aim our weapons. <laughs> I'm going to get my stick cane ready. <clears throat> What might come out? Anybody bring a bottle of whiskey that we can drink while we're waiting? <laughs> Long night. I've got some Siba Bear's Miracle Cure All. Soap. <clears throat> it's got a kick to it. And soap. Yeah, don't forget the soap. We could mix oh. those two together. Uh, Dana, did you get stuck right in here? Did I get stuck? Mm hmm. 
No, I put myself there. Should I not? Okay. No, no, you're fine. Just wanted to make sure. I didn't know if you wanted to go any further or not, but there is a wall there, which would be preventing you from moving that way. But right where Charlie is, about right in this area here, there's an opening right there uh, that you can get in and out of if need be. Oh, I, okay. Now okay. I'm in to be in that little corner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. I just kind of saw you just stop right where the wall was. So I was like, oh, I wonder if she bumped into that. So. Nope. Uh, there's also, just so you guys know, there's an opening right here mm -hmm. and an opening right here in that wall. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, Blinky and I are going to go over there. Past Charlie. Okay. Now, you've not injured the sheep, correct? Correct. Right. Not on purpose. Blinky, get back. <laughs> <laughs> right now, now, Blinky, get over here. What do you want to do to try to draw the uh, the beast out? <clears throat> we are going to make the noise, weren't we? Yeah. Is that everybody making the noise? No, I think half of us. Right. Everyone might be a little too many. Three inches <laughs> is about appropriate. <clears throat> uh, who wants to? Who wants to? Who wants to be an injured sheep? Um, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do it. All Unless right. Somebody else wants to. Well, I'm happy. Moira, uh, Ronnie. Is uh, is the sheep itself uh, making any noise? Uh, not so much. No, it's just kind of uh, sitting out there and, and chewing on some grass at this point. Charlie, would you like to? Like for crying out loud. <clears throat> Get injured I, sheep. I draw a sword and I walk up and I nick the sheep. So no, 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 hey. Oh, jeez. Uh, come on. Uh, Have a little heart. Have a little soul. Um, Don't be a tin man. <laughs> Too late. Okay, roll a fighting. Stone I, I, I got to the sheep. Huh? I gotta fight the sheep. Uh, that's the best thing I can kind of figure there. <laughs> Do I have to target the sheep? The sheep parries. Or how, <laughs> Do you have survival? Uh, I do have survival, yeah. Okay, do that then. Is he rolling to see if he cut the sheep or rolling to see if the sheep attacks him? Well, I'm just yeah. rolling to see whether or not he actually yes. cuts the sheep to where he doesn't kill it. Yeah, thanks. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> Okay. This sheep already survived one interaction with the beast, so it, it might be able to take her on this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so you uh, cut it uh, at just a, just a point to give it, uh, to, to cause it uh, distress. Um, and, and it begins to bleed. <laughs> so everybody knows I really am an animal lover. I just... I want to move the game along here. How about those? What was the story of those bobcats? What's that? Bobcats in the Great American Size of, the size oh. of the bobcats. In the Great American novel, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. The, the kittens. Entry, we have to go once in every session. Yeah, I don't think Andy was part of that one. No, no I missed that one. Okay, so. Okay. 
the sheep begins to bleat, uh, and you guys sit there for a good 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Um, and um, I'm going to have you all roll uh, a notice. <clears throat> Oh. All right, so Bendigo, before uh, anyone else, um, way, way back in the, in the trees. It's pretty dark, but there, there's enough moonlight out where it's casting enough light on the field itself where you can see the field pretty clearly and certainly the white sheep uh, that's out there. You can, you can spot him without any problem from where you're at. But looking at the tree line, um, way back in the trees, you swear you see movement uh, back there. And it's slow, but distinct and purposeful. And seems to be moving from one tree to the next. It's hard to get a read on how big it is because how dark it is back in there. Um, but whatever it is, it's not making an audible sound that you can hear when it moves. So, I mean, you really just caught like a glimpse of like a shadow moving back in there. Um, Charlie, I think, yeah, you got a nine. Um, do you, uh, Mike, do you say anything at all, you know, about possibly seeing something back there? No, uh, uh, Hancock. Charlie, way back there in the woods, there's something moving about. Um, way back there in the woods, there's something moving about. Charlie, do you have uh, dark vision? Yes, I do. Okay. I think uh, that is definitely what I'm going to do. Okay, so you, with your dark vision and the role that you that you got as far as the notice, um, you can see the figure uh, of this thing kind of moving through uh, the trees when it moves. But when it doesn't, it just kind of melds into the background. But when you see it move, it takes form. You can kind of see it, but it's really low to the ground uh, and it's kind of hard to make out exactly the size of it uh, with the way that it's moving and the way that it's facing um, from the look of it it looks like it's maybe off at maybe about a 20 degree angle or so if you if you had to guess so it's kind of hard to gauge length um, and height wise I mean it really is only appearing to be maybe about two feet up off the ground uh, as far as the overall height of whatever this thing is. So I'll start a telephone game where I tell Lady Moira 
It's crouching close to the ground. It's really dark. I can see it when it moves. Pass it on. It's crunching close to the park. Telephone, get it. <laughs> Thank you. I tell Herodotus. I guess I look at Father Mapple. Park? And I say, it's parked next to the house. <laughs> Henry. Yes. Piranabot farted on a mouse. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Bendigo, oh man. No, Bendigo saw it. And I'm the last person. Yeah, yeah you're I the last person, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, and Charlie, at this point, you can see that it's about tip. It, if you had to guess, it's about ten feet back uh, from the the edge of the tree line, mm -hmm. uh, and it's just kind of sitting there. And once it stops again, it kind of disappears, um, and you kind of lose sight of it. You've got your eye kind of trained on where it was, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm gonna have you. And Bendigo, roll another notice, please. <clears throat> Bendigo rolled four, four, three fours in a row. Look at that in the previous roll. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. <clears throat> I saw the big number. And he did it again. Oh, my God. Ow. <laughs> same roll. Oh, what? That's impossible. <laughs> That's impossible. How do you roll the same roll twice? No way. Three fours and a three? The exact same roll. He is a lot closer to the tree line. <laughs> and it, with those two rolls, uh, both of you guys can now kind of see that this thing is just ever so slightly moving. And it's a very controlled movement uh, and just inching its way towards the edge of the, uh, of the tree line. Um, and now it takes full uh, just under the tree um, here at the edge you can kind of make out the creature uh, and I'll pull up a, a picture for you here give me just a second <clears throat> alright there you go this thing appears uh, in the tree line, and it's uh, it's this massive, uh, like tiger lion kind of hybrid almost. But the face on this thing is like nothing you've ever seen. It definitely has the jaws of uh, of something like a tiger, but it opens up probably about two feet back into the jawline, uh, and. It does not seem to have eyes. Um, the head just kind of rounds off into the upper neck uh, of this thing. And it doesn't seem to have fur, uh, as it was described, but it just seems to be just this fleshy, black mass uh, of a feline. Um, and as soon as it comes into just enough of the light, and spots the uh, the sheep, it begins to dart. Uh, and it, it fr goes from zero to 60 uh, in about three seconds. 
<clears throat> so it is rushing towards that uh, that sheep. So now I suppose we should probably roll some initiative, shall we? In combat. <laughs> and the beast goes first. How about that? <laughs> All right, so the beast runs in and grabs uh, that sheep in its jaws in one fell swoop and literally cleaves it in half with its jaws. Uh, Henry, you're up. Oh, nice. All right, I obviously am going to do shoot it. Okay. Target uh, your beast. Make sure and do that beforehand. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> click on it. That's all I do is click on it, right? Uh, with with the target. Yeah, click the bullseye like the, and then... Mm-hmm. Well, bullseye. Bullseye? Mm-hmm. I don't see a bullseye. Uh, up in the uh, upper left-hand corner uh, in your menu bar over there, there should be like a, it, what it's what looks like a target. Or you can, you can right-click oh, on... At the top, at the top. top. Uh-huh. Or you can right-click on the beast and in the lower left-hand corner of the uh, menu that pops up around the beast, there's a target option there as well. So target the target's next to Cumbria Farm. No, that's the Cumbria Farm up there. Okay, no, no. Okay, wait just a second. It's not what's happening for me. It doesn't open anything. Sorry. All right. I mean, I'm clicked on it. I don't know. Okay, can you can you right click on the beast of uh, the beast of Cumbria? Yeah, I am. And I'll okay. have this little red thing around it, a red square. You're right clicking, not left clicking. Right hand, right click. Yeah. Okay. And it's it's not pulling up a little menu. No. Shit. Is that, is that working for anybody else? Um, it doesn't work for me to right click, but I I can click the target and then do it. Yeah, I can, can click target. the target and then do it. For me, I don't see any target. Like in in the little there's should be a little icon menu on the left towards the top. Icon like a little, little person, the a little square, a little. Oh. Do the anvil. Click the target, click it. Yep. Oh, there you go. Got it. Okay, that works. Okay, sorry. Okay. Now, do this. Hold on. I'd, I'd like to apologize for all the boomers that might be watching this. But <laughs> this is not a good representation of the, that generation, I understand. A little by Andy. Well, we're Gen X. <laughs> uh, we sure about Kurt. <laughs> That's 11. That's a raise. Okay. And then if you click on roll damage on, on Beast of Cumbria over on the menu uh, that just popped up, then you can roll your damage. Ooh, one wound and shaken. I think it's plus two, so may do a little bit more. Than that. <clears throat> plus two on something, I guess. I don't know. Plus something. It's plus two, I think. 
It sure would be nice if this would actually do what it says. Uh, but it won't, so I have to manually do that. Okay, so you yeah, and you're taking a shot. Oh, plus four, plus four with a raise. Four with a raise. Eighteen damage to it. Okay, so eighteen. Okay, so it's it's still one wound and shaken for him. Okay, so now what did you shoot it with? My cane. Okay, just uh, just regular shot. Uh, and well, with powered up through my energies, by my uh, like I power up the energy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So you light it up uh, and you hit it like it had just come in and ripped the the sheep in half and reared up its head and when it did you hit it like right in its its breastplate uh right here uh and the thing lets out this uh horrible roar uh that just shakes you to your bones um and now we shall go to charlie all right well i've got my cape wrapped around my shoulders because it's a bit of a chill so I fling that back to reveal my arm, and I will use weird science to marshal that power of alarm, confusion, mm. to try to disorient and distract and make vulnerable the beast. Okay. All right, so that was a hit there. I got to look at your character sheet there because Alarum always kind of, we, we so rarely do that. I got to remember exactly what he can do to, he fails says, a smarts roll. Yeah, he okay. has to do smarts. Let's find out how clever this beast is. Okay. So I got a three. Okay. And then it does what shaken or distracted and vulnerable. Okay. All right. So you got it, both of those. Distracted and vulnerable. There we go. Okay. Okay, so what does it say? Actions and attacks against the target are made at plus two? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, so anybody that's making an attack on the beast now gets a plus two. Um, What, how does that power manifest itself, Charlie? Um, it's as targeted as I am lucky enough, I guess, to, to do toward the beast itself, toward the target, and it creates a disorienting lights and sounds and reverberation in in the um, eardrums or in the sensory network of the beast. Gotcha. Okay, so this thing just got shot in the chest uh, and it rears its head looking in the direction for uh, for Sir Henry. And then all of a sudden these flashing lights and so forth start 
flashing in front of it and it begins to just back up like if you had if you've ever had your cat stuck in a plastic bag <laughs> he just starts backing up um and then we'll go to blinky actually would be next if you want to uh have blinky do something oh yeah <clears throat> Can Blinky attack? Well, you you bought him those uh, special jaws, remember? Yeah, he does. He so does have those. The yeah. Dragon's jaw guard. Yeah. Um, he takes off towards the beast. And let's see if he can cover enough ground. Oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Any teleport over there? His pace has got 10, and he can teleport as well, so yes. Yeah, so he basically, I'd like to see him teleport basically to the to the haunches of the beast mm -hmm. and just chomp down with the dragon's jaw guard on his, uh, like on his rear leg, try and mm -hmm. stop him from running. Sure. So how do I make him teleport? Just drag him over? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, I'm in the wrong thing. Don't worry, I can't do anything. Uh, it says dragons jaw guard don't have a skill. <laughs> Would you like to use one? Um, Would that so be fighting. You're gonna use fighting, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Again, it reset all that stuff when I did the update, so we're gonna have okay. to adjust those as we go. All right, I'm gonna roll it, and I targeted the beast. Okay. All right, that's a hit for him as well. All right, cool. Click on that to roll yep. damage. Mm -hmm. Oh, Eight. all right. So he got a hold of one of his haunches, but uh, the the skin is so thick that uh, he's he's not able to cut through. Uh, but now he's got a little bit of a taste of him, uh, at least. So he next time, if he bites a little harder, perhaps he might break through. Okay. Next up is Lady Moira. <clears throat> Okay, what is the beast doing now? Blinky bit it, but it's didn't... it's backing up a little bit, and it just got bit on one of the haunches uh, okay. by Blinky, oh. and and now it's kind of turned its attention towards the dog. Okay, <clears throat> and Blinky still has a hold of it. It uh, it is still uh, distracted and vulnerable. And Mike, I don't know if you did, but you should have had an extra two uh, oh. onto your uh, attack, but. Regardless, yeah. regardless, you'd still hit, but yeah. the damage didn't take, so it really is moot. So, yeah. Okay, so sorry, Dana. Uh, if, right. if you do attack, you do get a plus two. <clears throat> okay. I just want to know if Blinky still has a hold of it. Yes, at this point, yeah. Okay. All right, I'm going to try something. Um... I'm going to open up a hole underneath the creature in the ground, mm -hmm. elemental uh, manipulation. And at the same time, I would like to do more earth. This is all earth. So like opens up and then pushes Blinky out of the way. Like, like the ground moves, pushes Blinky out of the way mm -hmm. and these falls into a pit. Okay. So you got a plus two. 
You're yeah. gonna take minus two, so just roll okay. it straight. Roll it straight. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's just spell casting, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Guess not. Hope you can teleport, Blinky. Yeah, I think actually though that still uh, would work. Um, Yeah, you could, or yeah, you could certainly spend a penny if you wanted to uh, to do that. But I mean, technically, it, it works. So I mean, at this point, you could do uh, some damage to it. Um, let me open up your character sheet. I gotta look at that for you. So it is or is not in the ground. What's that? It is or is not stuck in the ground. Well, it's it 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 definitely is because it really can't do much of anything because it's staggered, distracted, and vulnerable. So it will okay. be stuck in the ground. Yes, okay. I'm just trying to see whether or not she does any actual damage to it. Let me just try that and see what happens. Okay. Yeah, so you do have damage there. So it's an 11. So for that, it would be adding a wound to it. So I'll add a wound. And there you have it. Okay. So yeah, it falls down in there. You're able to kind of keep Blinky uh, from falling in as long as Blinky lets go, which uh, that could probably just be a... a Make an agility for uh, for Blinky, if you will, Mike. He just needs a four or better. Okay. Oh dear, I think that's under unskilled attempt. No agility, just roll straight oh, agility. Oh, just roll straight agility. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so cool. he's a, he's able to let go and not fall in. And he's kind of buried up, I wouldn't say really buried, but just in the hole, kind of up to his neck uh, at this point. So from there we go to Hieronymus. Okay. Um, I guess I am going to walk up to get closer to the beast and... It, it, it at this point has not made like any noise, like any kind of speech or dialogue, right? Not speech, no, but it, it just let out just a, a, a roar. In, in, in roar, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm just gonna walk up and take a saber and plunge it right, right through the skull. Okay. So you got him targeted. Um. Uh, yeah. Um. There we go. 
No, you targeted yourself, I think. <laughs> Did it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could have swore I clicked on the thing. There you go. There you go. All right. Nope. Oh, now, now, you, now you did it. I see what's again. happening. I see what's happening. I was click. I I was going to click uh, my pop out from my sheet, and mm -hmm. it, I was going to do that. There we go. There you go. There and, we go. And then uh, so that's a hit, uh, and now you just roll for damage. Say it again. Roll for damage by clicking on Beast of Cumbria Rays under the uh, the chat bar. Oh man, <laughs> he's got some thick ass skin, doesn't he? All right, so you come leaping onto the back of that thing to plunge uh, the sword down in there, and it hits skull but doesn't go in. Oh, okay. And Father Mapple. Um, I'll just kind of hop over the little bit of wall that's there. Mm -hmm. And get up to it and just jab my electro staff into his side, kind of in the ribs or whatever I can, whatever I can reach, the, mm -hmm. the neck or, or whatever. Okay. And is, is that still at a plus two? Yep, still at a plus two. Okay. All right, so you got a raise there. Go ahead and roll your damage. Wound and shaken. He's already shaken. Actually, that should take him out. Um, okay, so you leap in, and it's the uh, the spear, right, that you're hitting him with, or what yeah. was that? Yeah, yeah the electro staff. Yeah, okay, electro staff. Oh, okay, cool. So you hit him with that, <laughs> light him up, and he uh, falls and slumps over uh, on his side, uh, and lets out a burst of hot air, uh, and it has stopped its heart cold. All right. <clears throat> well, it appears we've we've helped old Milo out. We should um, should drag the beast back to to show for for Milo to do with as he pleases. What do you think? Um, what if this is just one of many beasts? Only so, ever annoyed or two, mate. Does anybody have? <laughs> does anybody have? Um, I have. Do I have tracking? I have survival, but I have survival. <laughs> I think that falls under survival. Yeah. Oh, does it? Okay. Mm -hmm. Can we kind of venture into the tree line a little bit to see if that's the only set of prints we? from this animal mm -hmm. and not that there's multiples. Mm -hmm. Sure sure can. Okay. I'll check that out too from all my years of exploring it. 
Maybe I'll have some. Nice roll, Hieronymus. Okay, so Hieronymus, you go back in, uh, several of you kind of go back in and kind of scour the area a little bit. Uh, Hieronymus is the one that really keys in uh, on the tracks from the beast. Um, the rest of you have difficulty seeing how this thing moved, but somehow uh, Hieronymus is, is really keyed in on this. Um, it doesn't leave behind really truly visible and recognizable footprints. I mean, looking at the prints of this creature and looking at the tracks that it's making, as heavy and as big as this thing is, uh, it, it barely leaves a trace as far as the tracks go. In the mud, yes, there are indentions, there are prints, uh, but it's nowhere near as deep as what something as heavy as this thing is probably should have made. Uh, so it's very unnatural as far as, uh, as the tracks go. As far as you can tell, at least the tracks that it, this one had left, it looks like it, it came by itself, but Hieronymus, your role was good enough that you're really able to keep a bead on it and trace it back pretty far into the woods. Yeah. Um, does it look like it, looking at the trees, does it stay on the ground or do we see marks on the trees like it scampered down a tree or climbed up a tree? Seems to have all been on the ground uh, okay. because you're able to kind of serpentine in and out from the trees. And I mean, that it's really good about going from one tree to another. And it- Following it, the shadows. Yeah, it follows the shadows, but it also picks the largest foliage to go between in order to kind of help conceal it you know from uh, from anyone that that would be looking on uh so it's it's smart uh in the way that it moves okay um i'm gonna turn around and yell to whoever is bendigo would probably be uh well no i take that back is that right you know bendigo would probably be the next uh closest to you uh, oh dear okay we're gonna we're gonna play we're gonna play tag here so Pendico. oh yeah mate yell over to the others that are by the creature to use their hagstone to look at it right hey <clears throat> Eronymus says that you should look at it and slag it or something with a stone does that make sense hagstone Hagster, oh, oh, right, got you, mate. Uh, <clears throat> Hieronymus says to look at it with your hagstone. All, all of you. <laughs> or one of you. <laughs> I saw uh, Sir Henry hold his up. Uh, so are you looking at it with the hagstone? All right. So you put the hagstone up to your eyeball, uh, and... Lo and behold, this thing actually has a slight glow to it. Uh, it's the first time that the Hagstone, that you've looked through it, that it actually seems to be doing what it's what it's called to do. 
Uh, and we know that this creature is certainly not a ghost because it's it's definitely physical. Um, so the other the only other thing that it potentially could be would be a creature of the Fey. Hey everybody, it seems to have a glow to it. Look through your hagstones and you'll see probably the same thing I see. I I then hold it up to see if it if it leaves a, a sort of track. You know, like in the video games when you look yeah, and it's, yeah. the, the yeah. track goes through the air like this, like in The Witcher. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. kind of look back to see if if we can track it with that. Mm -hmm. um, you can make a notice roll uh, at a plus two. Ooh, plus two. That's nice. Uh, okay, here we go. But my notice, I don't notice things very well. Ooh, where are you? There it is. Coming, coming. We are so slow with this. <laughs> this is supposed to make it all easier, but I really don't think it does. <laughs> this modifiers. Where do I put the modifier in? Choose a preset. What? Mm. I just want to put plus two. Okay. Oh, the value. Okay, got it. Did you find it? Yeah. Okay. There's like 26 things here. Hey, stop. And that was something that changed in the update too, from what I can see. It used to just be you just put put it in. Mm -hmm. Oh, things are happening. Okay, all right. So the aura that surrounds the the, the beast uh, is kind of a bluish tone, and it's very faint. Um, but yes, you can see a little bit of a sparkly kind of trail that leads off into the tree line. Uh, and if you follow that, it kind of leads you along the same path that Hieronymus uh, has been taking. But it begins to fade the further back into the trees that you go. So you're able to follow it back, you know, maybe about maybe 300 yards or so until it just dissipates completely. But Hieronymus seems to still be moving in the direction of where that thing came from. All right, let's keep following Hieronymus. Did I use the hagstone as well while I'm following it? You can, but it's the same kind of deal uh, that okay. by the point where you're at right there, it's dissipated uh, enough to where you can't use that anymore. Would my, occult, would my occult help me know anything about the beast if I go a little closer and examine it? Do I recognize it? Do I... Um, you can make a roll for that. Under a cult? Yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. What did you get? Five. Five. Not great. Oh, what the hell just happened? This is something something in your memory you recall something uh, called a Sith. Cat uh, Sith. Um, now exactly what that is, it's, it, you can't quite recall, but if you were able to get your hands on you know some 
occult books and so forth, you could probably cross-reference and maybe come up with a better description of that. But it falls within a category of cat Sith. Okay. Okay. Um, Andy, what are you what are you doing? I'm just following that trail. Um, do I notice it can never dissipate completely? Um, and I don't see it up in the trees. Um, what I'm doing is trying to find it again. I'm venturing to follow this trail to where I can no longer see these prints. Gotcha. Okay. You keep going for um, close to about a half a mile, probably. Okay. Um, but you had such a good uh, roll on that. I mean, you know exactly what you're looking for as far as the prints and everything goes. Is everybody kind of following him, I assume? Yeah. yeah. Um, eventually, you kind of come upon a, a clearing. Uh, in the woods and off in the distance you see what seems to be the remains of an old um, kind of small castle or maybe a fortress or something like that it's it, it's small though um, and there's not much left but it kind of dips down where there would have been like maybe uh, uh, like a basement or something like that at least from uh, through the fog you can kind of make it out there's a couple of turrets like uh, that are still somewhat standing but most of the stonework around this area has been uh, deteriorated over time and has crumbled inward but in the middle of that you can see uh, that there is a, uh, a fire that's lit oh wow okay say um all right well at that point i guess i'm gonna turn to everybody and say hey there's there's a structure up here and it looks like there is somebody there the prints originated from from what i can tell that structure but there's definitely a fire that's going and burning there um at that point do we want to fan out and kind of if we because we're in a clearing so we can kind of go around all sides of this thing and come at it at once yeah do we see anything around the fire silhouette shadows anything well you see the glow of the fire right now you'd have okay. to make a stealth roll to get close enough so that you could see down into this uh this kind of basement cavern uh that uh that you can kind of make out through the fog okay do we smell anything other than like smoke like the cooking of meat or Food. anything yeah mm -hmm. okay okay mm -hmm. i think the cat was i think it was cooking the lambs or maybe the cat was the gatherer and bringing it back to somebody to cook. I don't think lamps. cats can cook. <laughs> Maybe I'm in Australia, sure. mate. Sorry. But... I don't know. I mean, there's a fire and we've got to get closer. How about, can we send Blinky to, or better yet, Charlie, can you use your drone? 
to get, get does it have any visual way of capturing anything or is it just a gather she she can see through the drone oh okay yeah i can use my goggles and see through the drone can i pile on a hagstone and see through the goggles through the drone through the <laughs> hagstone can we tape the hagstone to the lens <laughs> to the lens I've got the MacGyver edge, so I can rig up the like a little wire. Oh, you do? Okay, sure. She's just, gonna, yeah. she's just gonna take grass, like tall grass, and like weed it on there. Just gonna use all of the powers. <laughs> yeah, right. with with the MacGyver edge. Yeah, I would yeah. let you do that. Sure. All right. I'm trying to do that. So you would. Let's see here. Where's edges? There's MacGyver. Can I lend a repair to her as well to give her a boost? Or... Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm clicking on it, but I'm not getting a roll. No, yeah, you won't under the the hindrance or the the edge, okay. uh, but you you'll be rolling a repair roll. Oh, gotcha. To do that. What do I do? Target her and roll repair to see if it gives her anything? No, what you're going to do is you'll target her and That's do support. Yeah. And what would that be under? <clears throat> Smarts? Oh, no. So that would be under... Support repair. would be on your on your menu uh, down at the bottom. Uh, and I'm not sure which page it's on. It's on page two for me. Yep, I got it. Okay, so make sure and target her, and then you're going to click support, and then that will be uh, repair. Okay, here we go. Okay, so Charlie, you get a plus one. Okay, do I have a multi-action penalty? A multi-action penalty? No. Okay, good. Just check <laughs> Okay, so I get a plus one. Is that in value? Uh, just whatever you uh, when when you roll uh, your repair, uh, okay. you pull it up, okay. and then you're going to put a uh, plus one under value. Okay, and that's got a drop down menu to it. There, you can do a plus one there. Okay, so you get a five. Okay, all right. Yeah, so you're able to attach the hagstone to the lens. So now as that thing flies over, if there are any uh, fey or spirits in the area, you should be able to see them. Okay. Okay. So I'm using the gear, the aeronautical delivery system. Mm-hmm. Is that another rule? Um, you can just place it over the area that you want to uh, to take a look at. So if you want to just drag it and place it over that area, that's fine. It's got plenty of move to it. Okay. I'm not sure which area that is. Um, oh, gosh, I'm sorry. I haven't, I haven't we... pulled that map up, so I apologize. Okay. Yeah. And I probably won't since we're getting pretty close to time here. But what I will show you, you're able to send it over the area. Uh, that uh, that is 
with in between all of the turrets there are three turrets all together and, and a wall that basically kind of goes in between each of the sets of turrets one the fourth turret that would have encased this area has long since fallen uh and is laying in ruins uh, which would if you got close enough physically you'd be able to see down into that little basement area there of that uh fortress uh, but you're sending the drone in high, you know, so that it doesn't attract attention. So once it climbs in over top, or flies in over top, I should say, uh, you see surrounding the fire three uh, figures. They seem to be fairly short in stature uh, and have kind of a grayish, almost lavender tint uh, to their skin. And they're all dressed in kind of tattered clothing, uh, but each of them wears a, uh, a red cap on their head. And you do see um, that same kind of bluish glow uh, to each of these individuals. Uh, and I'll show you a little picture of these guys here as well. Really quick, is the same bluish glow that we saw with the with the jaded cap. lovers um no jaded, jaded lovers no it's it's a, it's a little bit different uh, this oh, one okay. has a little bit more of kind of a glittery sparkle uh to it which is a little bit more indicative of the uh, of the fae oh, okay. so this is a fae creature and uh uh charlie i guess you kind of describe it to everybody so that since they can't see it <laughs> and uh dana if you want to roll a uh occult from the description three yeah you don't, uh -huh. recon don't recognize well. it yeah um but you see these three creatures uh surrounding the fire and at this point i'll leave that as our little cliffhanger for next time since we're almost at 11 o'clock next time we fight the smurfs <laughs> and they are by the way roasting uh a lamb over the fire so that was the smell that you uh, that you smelled there okay Interesting. all right you guys all i right. think we i think we killed that pet <laughs> we're gonna be in trouble <laughs> i think we maybe they will also just some lamb all righty well thanks for playing again tonight guys thanks thank you everyone thanks everybody bye bye